Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Pro Beautiful podcast. I have been speaking last couple of episodes about the beautiful story in Mark 5, where Jesus first goes with Jairus in order to heal his daughter, and on the way, he is uh, inadvertently able to help a woman who had had an issue of blood for 12 years. So, We've just reached the point in the story where she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? So different translations have a different word for this. I think in the King James, it says he realized that virtue had gone out. I love this description because... And for me, this was so helpful to see this here in in the word, because we know that when Jesus taught and healed, that then, you know, he'd send the disciples on ahead of him so he could go and pray. But I think this is such a pertinent point. It's so germane that when you are exercising authority in the spirit, when you are healing, even if you don't know that you're doing it. I think there's a part of saying, if you're praying, if you're prophesying, if you're seeking God's face on behalf of someone else, there is a different amount of intensity. There is a different amount of power. There is a shift that happens in you that you can actually feel. And I've mentioned this before, but how when Cindy McFadden said, oh, if you've gone and ministered somewhere, It's very normal to come home and at least in her house, I think they call it no pants day because they're just tired, you know, so you stay in bed for that day and you're like, okay, I'm not fixing anybody any meals. I'm just resting. And so you think if Jesus himself as a man could feel when somebody touched him for healing, that there was an actual physical response that he, like he could feel it. It's that's intense to think about. And so if you're praying for somebody and you get to the end and you're like, oh, I'm kind of wiped out and I need a nap. Congratulations. You are similar to Jesus in that. That is actually a thing. Oh, thank you, Lord, for the ways that you teach us. You teach us what it is to be with you, to be like you. And so he turned around and asked, who touched my clothes? And, you know, this is interesting because there's that moment where you're like, is he about to shame this person? But I think what he realizes is that there is additional healing available. But Jesus kept, or let's see, and it says, you see the people crowding around you, his disciples asked, and yet you can ask who touched me. And so even here, there's a part where you're like, they clearly have not had that experience of power just went out from me to the extent that I can feel it. You know, they're kind of blowing him off like, are you kidding me? It's a mosh pit. Of course you're being touched. I mean, it's just like such a basic practical question. <laughs> but Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. And, you know, he could have said like, you know, you're right. It's not actually that important. Let's keep going. But instead, he he persisted. He lingered. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. And when I was a young mom and I heard a sermon on this, I think the translation that that person was using said something like, and told him her whole story. And there's this element of saying, Jesus didn't, oh man, this really make me cry. He was going to the house of a religious leader to some extent, maybe localized religious leader, but still. You could say he had an important mission. You can imagine Jairus, the frantic father, kind of like, 
oh my word, we don't have time for this. My daughter is dying. And yet here's Jesus who's like, oh, my day was just interrupted. And yet not only am I going to wait to see who it was, but I'm going to be willing to listen to the whole truth. I'm going to be willing to listen to the 12 years of trauma to this doctor and that doctor. (laughs) I mean, how do we know that she had gone and spent everything? Because she had told him. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like the, the disciple who shared this story later was standing there listening to this whole story. (laughs) And it doesn't give us any indication of how long this recital took, but you can imagine that she's there. But you know, before that, you can imagine when he asks, who touched me? Oh, okay, you think about this for a moment. She's in the midst of a mosh pit of people and she should not have been there. She's just made all of them unclean. So she was breaking the Mosaic law in order to get there. And that, Carla Pratico said that could have been a death sentence for her. I don't think that it was, I have no indication that that was that critical at that time, but she definitely was mm, bending the rules. And so the fact then that she comes and shares all of this, Jesus is offering such a deep restoration for her that he's listening to her, like he's relating to her. He's reestablishing what it feels like to be in a relationship. He's reestablishing normal social interactions that you actually get to talk face to face, that you get to be in somebody's physical proximity without shame, that the, the things that have happened to you are now in the past. This is a new day. You get to move forward. This is a really profound verse for me. I've, I am not entirely sure why it resonates so much, but I think that sense of like, we all have a story that we want to be told and we all would love it if somebody would come and listen. And so here's Jesus and he's like, I want to hear it all. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And then he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. So there's a part of just such a beautiful blessing to release her once he's heard the whole story. And there's the, so he first commends her, I guess, even first before that, he calls her daughter, which is so tender. And if you think about it, most likely this woman was older than he was. (laughs) If he was about 30 and she'd had an issue of blood for 12 years, it's possible she was still in her 20s. But I feel like oftentimes those issues of blood come with childbearing anyway. But even still, even if she was in her 20s and was just a few years younger than he was, to say he's calling her daughter. It's this precious, like, you are part of my family. You care. I care about you it's so tender. And then your faith has healed you. Like you got your healing because you came to me. If you had not touched my robe, you wouldn't have gotten a healing. (laughs) It wasn't like Jesus just walked through Israel and his healing powers suffused the countryside and everybody in his environment was healed. No, the, the people who got their healing had to press in to get it. They had to come and seek it. And daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. So there's this part of like, oh, all of the churn, all of the fear, all of the concern. Oh, do I even get to speak to the man? All of that go in peace. It's all been just centered. Let it be wiped away. Be re-centered in who you are. 
and then and be freed from your suffering. So not only physically, that's already happened, but for all of the mental anguish, for all of the grief, for all of those places where people maybe had mocked, where people had um, just, you know, been like, oh, oh, you're unclean. Sorry, you need to stay away. All of those places of pain, be freed from your suffering. <laughs> That you don't have to carry the suffering around like a chain anymore. And we all know what, that this happens to people. That they go through something traumatic. They go through something that's really hard. And it's almost like they just have to keep talking about it, right? Like they haven't been freed from their suffering. It's like this horrible bag that they carry around. I was once talking to a lovely Christian man. And he was in his early 60s. He was dealing with a terminal cancer diagnosis. And he was not a close friend, but somebody who had been kind of walking with me at different times. And we, we were having this one-on-one conversation briefly. And he was like, when I was 15, I deeply loved a woman. And then we weren't allowed to see each other anymore. And he pulled out his wallet and he had the photo still for 50 years. I mean, he almost started crying as he thought about this. So it's like he has not been freed from his suffering. I should say was. He was, he had not at that point. Um, at this point, he's with Jesus. And so he has now been freed from his suffering. But this this statement of Jesus, like, it's cut off of you. <laughs> not only is, is your cycle returned to normal, but this pain that you've carried, this suffering, it is now gone. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So Lord, I'm asking that in the places where maybe we've been healed, but we haven't yet been freed from our suffering, that you would free us from the suffering. And Lord, maybe in the places where we still have points of suffering, whether in our physical body or in in the places where sometimes, Lord, you ask us to just walk out our healing with you, I pray, Lord God, that we would not be carrying suffering around as a weight, Lord, that... (laughs) I'm asking for the fullness that you offer and that we would be able to press in by faith for that fullness. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.